So today starts a missions month for all, for all of September. We have declared missions month. Pastor Jeff is on a well-earned sabbatical. You may see him around, but we've kind of told him to relax, and he still wants to be here all the time. So if you see him around, it's a great thing. But he is on sabbatical from his preaching duties this month. We're going to have different speakers each week. This week, we have a very special one who has been working like crazy. I don't know how he does it. But Pastor Kuko, come on up here for a minute, brother. Come on. Yeah, give him a round. This is probably one of the hardest working pastors I've ever met. Hey, gracias. How are you doing, mi hermano? Como estas? Yeah, you too. Como so, están? <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I get it. So, so what we're going to do is he and I are going to talk. He has so many things going on. I, I know I've been told by your brother, John Shannon, you know, okay, Don. Yeah. Don's going to be here on the last week of the month. Oh, okay. And he was not happy that you took the first week. Oh, that's okay. Just thought you should know. Well, just to, so he's watching right now. You want to say, ¿Cómo estás? And Hola, Don <laughs> El Pirata. Ah. <laughs> to add, okay. So we're here today to talk about all the amazing things. Now, do you want to start with yesterday or you want to go before that? Oh, yesterday was crazy. Go ahead. But we're going to finish with that. We're going to finish with that one. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, so what's going on with Pastor is he's got right now how many churches involved in not not Operation Lewis, uh, the cancer, and what about the Halloween? Tell me about the Halloween. Oh, we get, we involved like 200 to 400 churches. Uh, we train it and we let them know how to uh, organize their church to uh, reach out people on. Uh, uh, World Day Against Cancer, and also the ha uh, the Halloween that we call Operation Light. Yeah. And so what they do is they actually train people on Halloween night how to share the gospel through, even though it's Halloween night. And it's an amazing thing to watch. He, he sends me texts ooh, all hours of the day and night. You and I get to talk, don't we? It's yeah. kind of fun. Um, <laughs> And sometimes he forgets that I'm not real good at Spanish and I'll get a half English, half Spanish message. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, hermano, English, please. So what we do is we talk about all the evangelism going on. And I want to know how you, tell me how you started the Halloween. Why? Tell me why. Okay, there was a regular night, uh, one Tuesday night that we're supposed to be come to the church and we're going to pray and we're going to, Close the doors. We're going to pray because it's, you know, Halloween night. So they didn't show up to many people, maybe 12, 16 people. We used to be like 100 or 150 people. So I see so many people in the street, and I have a lot of chocolates and candies. And then I remember when Jesus said, hey, there is a king that prepared a wedding for his son, and nobody came show up. So I said, hey, guys, uh, fix me. Uh, I don't know how many boxes uh, of candies because I'm going to start inviting uh, kids from the street. So I started going out and say, hey, are you interested for candies? Oh, of course. Okay. It's 7.30 to 8, 8, 8 o'clock in the night. We're going to give away some candies. So Laura and I, we were giving uh, counseling to a, a couple at the same time. And then to make a very small short story, 
Somebody yelled to me like 7.38. There's like, I don't know, 25 people upside making line. Oh, that's my guess. Wait, wait, wait. So I invited to come inside. And then I said, hey, you're in the right place. I have, I have like 44 boxes of candies. And then I said, let's give an applause to the, uh, to the fathers and uh, families. They protect you. And you're on the street, but you well have a well protection. So then I was almost finished. They say, hey, Pastor Cuco, there's like 28 more here. So I went then right away. I bring it inside once again. I was almost finished, and they said, hey, there's some more. Okay. <laughs> and then I said, can you just shut the door? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, these kids and this family, there were 84, 44 kids and 40 uh, adults. adults. So anyway, I said, can you shut the door, please? So I, uh, then I went to, uh, I told my daughter and my son, only two songs. And I'm going to go finish something. I'm going to come back. When I was coming back, they were singing, open my eyes. Mm. And everybody was, they were 84 people that I have no idea where they come from, dressed, you know, all different situations. I even have some situation with one guy, they, they, he was telling me, are you sure you're going to let in these guys come in that way? They're dressing like, uh, witches, witches and, and, those and this. And I said, look, 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 look. In the old times with Jesus, they brought those guys to, you know, right. to heal. And so I hope one of those guys, they are not demon-possessed, okay? So let's wait what the Lord wants with these people, okay? So anyway, I'm coming, you know, from uh, putting together some uh, uh, counseling. When I was getting ready, you know, with my Bible here, you know, ready like, uh, I don't know, Brad Pitt, you know. I heard, I see everybody was crying. Everybody, everybody, they were crying. And I said, oh, I missed that. I shouldn't know. So I can push you on the, where they hurts, you know, more. So anyway, I went to the pulpit and and I heard a voice don't open the Bible open your heart oh, I said okay and I said John 3.16 and I start sharing you know to the people and then seven minutes preaching about seven minutes I, I give you know you can do it? I could do it. 44. Okay. Just kidding. So seven, nine minutes preaching, and then I said, do you want this gift? Do you want to accept this uh, opportunity for eternal life? God wants to share his kingdom with you and me. You want to raise your hand? They didn't raise their hand. They stand up and raise their hand. Oh. And... They accept, you know, Jesus and everything. So then next year, I was thinking, oh, man, next year, uh, uh, 500, <laughs> 500 people, a lot of candies. I'm going to organize, I'm going to give it to some other church, and I'm going to do this and this. And, and then I said, well, who's going to put the money? 
<laughs> but you know, the Lord used people like you to, so we can go keep on going. So anyway, I, I my son, he, he plays for a, a professional, you know, music and everything, and he was coming back from a, a down south, uh, some country. And I was telling him, hey, I got a burning for this particular uh, event. And he said, I need money. And I said, everybody needs money. But he said, I want to go work with my uh, uh, family up there. And, and I said, what about if the Lord bless me? Are you stay with me? How long? Three months. Are you sure? Yeah, I need you for three months. You don't do a project that's come from the Lord in a two or one day. No, no, no. So anyway, the Lord bless, you know, send the, the blessing. And, he, and I got he and some other, you know, designer. That's mm -hmm. the design. So we got all together. And then we start inviting, you know, the pastors to give the idea, to give the, the opportunity. Because I was telling, I'm going to load my church one, no, no, two, no, three times. And Laura was checking me and saying, Cuco, you put in too much cream in your tacos. <laughs> so I started yelling all over Tijuana for six months. I make carnes asadas, breakfast. You know, to make it happen, you have to make invest money. I'm not asking you for money, okay? The lorry will put you in your heart. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so to, anyway. You had to put that in real quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he said, do it fast. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> well, the first year, Pastor Bill, the, there were 80 churches they listened, you know, the information of Operation Light, and we reach out next year, 50,000 people in four hours. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Wow. So you were a little busy? Too you busy. Know. We did it five times. We loaded our church five times that night. Laura, you know, he, he's getting mucho viejo. I mean, we got to watch, take care of him. <laughs> we got to pray blessings for my brother because sometimes he chews off these big things. He can't do anything small because he's worried about the whole world. Now, I want you to tell us about the cancer. Okay. The cancer situation is just, uh, the Lord put us right there because there's a lot of concern. Mercy. It's, uh, it's not a Halloween, you, you laugh, you have a good time and everything. And cancer is pain, and it's also reach out. So one day we have a one little kid, nine-year-old, they, they, they have leukemia. And we start praying for him, uh, the whole, his whole family accept Jesus as their Savior. And even I asked him when he was right in, it, in the bed, and I said, where is Jesus? And he said, right here in my heart. And I said, oh, you're ready, man. So I told him, you know what? It's going to be tough times, and you just uh, go to, uh, uh, to the uh, book of the Bible. All things I can do in, in Christ Jesus. Because it's going to be 
a warfare. I mean, it's going to be tough. So anyway, one year come through. And they and by December, doctor said, get prepared, take him to Disneyland, take him anywhere, he's ready to go. And one day, that lady right there, yeah, he came to me in the morning, Sunday morning, okay? <laughs> like eight o'clock, we start like uh, I think eleven in those times. He said, Cuco, the Lord told me Oscarito is not gonna die. You tell that to his family. And I said, no, 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 no. You know, she came out. I said, no. You t who, who told you? The Lord, then you tell the family. That's a big, you know, words. Big ones. Ay, ay, ay. Big words. So anyway, we came to the church. We finished, you know, the church. And I brought, you know, the family and, and I said, Laura wants to say something. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, the Lord told me, and, and she got the scriptures and everything. Three weeks later, this little guy was getting healthy and healthy and healthy until right now he's 24, 25 years old. He's in the university. <laughs> so let me show you, let me tell you what the Lord guided us, okay? Then when we start open, you know, the uh, open the doors so we can bring people, so we can pray for the people and everything. We share three or four things. First one, we say, uh, how are you going to take this situation? Without, with God or without God? They say, no, I want to take it without God. Okay, you have to accept Jesus as your Savior. Now that you accept Jesus, let's give thanks for this sickness. And also, if you die, we're going to give thanks to the Lord. Some they refuse. Some they say, okay, I will do it. So we pray, and then we let the Lord make the, you know, the miracle. And we have so many, we have more miracles that people die and the uh, campaign of uh, cancer situation. And the most amazing thing is that more than 100 or 200 churches or 300, crazy like me, they open the doors and bring the, you know, the people. This year, believe it or not, Bill, it was amazing because we start on, on um uh, February, and we finish in March, and that's it. <clears throat> Open, you know, like, like summer, you know, mm -hmm. and close, okay. No, but not this time. The Lord brings us one situation on, I think, uh, December 24. Somebody sent me a text. Hey, I'm shaking, I'm crying, I'm scared. My daughter, 24-year-old, got uh, diagnosticated with cancer. And I said, you better call me so Laura, Laura and I, we can pray for you. So we start praying. By the half of uh, January, she was totally no more cancer. There was, you know, only uh, negative uh, results, negative results. But she, I think she, I don't know if she made a mistake or not, because God's will, he 
know when we go, okay? Mm. It's like when you're stand right there in the bank line, you next, you next. You're not saying, hey, come on, come on. I'm waiting for my husband, come on, go ahead. Just, no. <laughs> no. So anyway, but we were praying, a friend of mine, that he lives in Laguna Niguel. We were praying this year that uh, the World Day Against Cancer is not only about, it's, it's, it's a mercy, pain, and healing, and, but it's also about salvation. When this girl was in, in the hospital, there were like 50 relatives and friends of this young girl, and I said the first week that she was on, on the hospital, I think in uh, July something, or, yeah, July, because she came back to the, to the hospital again. So I told everybody, how do you want to take this situation with your friend or your relative, with God or without God? And I said, everybody said, with God. And we are in the uh, upside of the clinic, a big clinic, a hospital. And everybody said, with God. So now I said, raise your hand. And we're going to ask Jesus to come into your heart. And we're going to pray for Lisette. So she died. And I think two or three weeks later. Yeah, and and uh, her funeral was like over 100 people. Everybody except Jesus. They came to my church. They were more 150 people. They everybody accept Jesus, and it's not only about pain or, uh, or mercy or the sickness, but also it's about, you know, about salvation. Amen. And you know why? The, when I ask the Lord, why are you pushing me to do World Day Against Cancer? He showed me in, the, in his word, there is, uh, I think, Revelation 11, when the God give a permit to the sun yes. to burn the man mm -hmm. and he will blaspheme. So when we see these people, well, you know what? Not, not have to be only cancer. Different situation. They blaspheme against God. So the other day I got, I got a call from a, a, a woman that they... Do you know too many shots in Tijuana, right? Too many killing and all that stuff. I'm not. I survive. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I really survive, okay? Around my corner, more than 14, 14 people got killed around my corner. Okay? Around my block, I'm sorry. So this woman was, they killed his, uh, son, her son last year, and then, his son died a couple of weeks ago, and she was blaspheming against, against God. She was mad. And I even cried for this guy. He was a, he was a nice guy. He was the uh, brother-in-law of my uh, uh, son. So anyway, many people got hurt, I know, with cancer, and we don't do it because take advantage of that situation. No. We have to be there as a church. Amen? Amen. 
Father. Amen. So, Laura, could I ask you to come up here and sit? I'm going to ask you. I, I didn't do anything. Ah, no, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I'm going to ask a question. If you can translate for yeah. Laura for me, okay. and then that way we can answer. Go ahead, have a seat. Because the, the two of you, and I'm going to ask you up there, you have a slide. Uh, the first slide, let me see the first slide. And I'd like to hear Laura's thoughts on these slides. Okay. Because, and you can tell her. Que there you go. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. Compadre. I want Laura to explain what's going on up there to me. And you translate. Sí. You know I'm going to give Laura Kathy's mic, okay? There we go. Now it's okay. Primeramente. Yep. It's on. First Hola. of all, I want to say. Sí. Uh, Dios les bendiga. Muchas gracias porque nos abren sus puertas de Lighthouse. Y nos sentimos contentos, bien bendecidos de estar aquí con ustedes porque nos, so, uh, nos bendice. Uh, God bless you and we feel so glad to be here and we feel very blessed uh, and also that you guys bless us to our family too. So have her explain, tell me what's going on. Eh, aquí, es, eh, aquí estamos orando por personas con cáncer. That was the first uh, Sunday of February, and we're praying for people that have cancer. We have four or five that day. Aquí tenemos, creo que tenemos tres personas. No, cuatro, cuatro. Es Don Víctor, es Sara. Sí. Sara y Lisette. Four persons. Ajá. Sara, ella sobrevivió al cáncer. She survived the one I'm touching her. La que está, la primera. The first one. Ella, ella es sobreviviente de cáncer de, de yeah. la matriz, ¿cómo se llama aquí? ¿Cómo uh, se dice? De ovari, de ovarios. Oh, ovarian cancer. Yeah. Sí, estuvimos orando por ella. It was incredible. Wait, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. She started coming to the church. The first day she cannot even walk. I mean, we have to help, help her to uh, walk and couple of uh, steps. So she was very hurt. I mean, totally hurt. Three or three or two months later, she went with the doctor and the doctor said, where's the tumors? I cannot touch it. Where's the tumors? And she said, I don't know. So you better take you better take another uh, uh, laboratory test because I need it now, and you know to take tested laboratory tests in Mexico it takes six months. So anyway, she went right away and bring it, and she said, "They're not here." What What have you been doing? She said, "The only thing I, that I know is that." I went to the church. A lot of people was praying for me, and I don't know. <laughs> it was so, she started getting so healthy that she uh, hiking uh, one of those mounts that I have not hiking, I'm sorry. <laughs> But one day she she showed up in the, at the church, walking normally, and I said, "Who brought you here?" 
And she said, I'm, I'm walking from my house, all the way from my house. Ah, come on. And even I look at in the street to find out who brought her. And she said, I feel so healthy. Sí. And that she really made it. Sí. Lord, the Lord made a miracle. Yes. Yes. Amen. So give me the, let me have the next slide up. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> la ciudad, en varias iglesias estamos dando esos pero esos dile cómo me dijiste Cuco siempre te metes en cosas <laughs> grandes, <laughs> en proyectos grandes para la ciudad let me explain you this because uh -huh. she, she came to me and she said what are you doing Cuco this is not part of our program of the year and everything but you know I find out what, somebody asked me for brochures okay, or flyers mm -hmm. or whatever to give away in the streets and So I, I, they called me and I said, I have only like maybe a couple of thousand. I can give it to you next week. And then I checked my uh, uh, messenger and Facebook and, and somebody was offered one million uh, brochures and, uh, and uh, flyers. And I called to my friend. I said, hey, you better go to this uh, direction and they're going to, I take care of you, and, and even I'm going to go, okay? So I went there, and I see this big uh, warehouse, you know, loaded with one million uh, flyers. And I see only my friend and myself coming to pick it up, you know, flyers. And I, and I ask these this people, how many people, how many churches come and pick it up these flyers? And they said, one or two every Saturday. And I said, no, 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 no. So I asked, you know, to the main guy, and I said, can I promote these flyers for you? And, I, and he said, go ahead. So I went to the uh, Pastors Alliance. I put a table there, and I started saying, hey, guys, you don't have to buy no more flyers and no more uh, material to uh, reach out people. I'm going to give you any amount of flyers you want. And, and a woman came to me and she said, I buy $400 every month. And I said, I'm going to give you $800 of uh, flyers free. Ah, come on, Pastor Cuco. So she showed up with his uh, church. And guess what? The guy that they asked me, you know, for the flyers, he does on the street. Like, hey, Jesus is coming. Here, here you have a flyer. Hey, uh, you better repent. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I give to those guys more than 80,000 flyers. But, you know, I find out that there are more than 50 guys yelling in Tijuana for salvation. And... So I put uh, almost 250,000 in their hands. And that's how, how I get in trouble with my wife. And, mm -hmm. 
Sí, pusiste a trabajar a las iglesias en eh, la ciudad eh, y lo único que les dijiste es pongan sus datos de su iglesia y salgan a evangelizar. Yeah. Hay mucha gente con necesidad allá yeah, afuera. I told every church, stamp with your address, your telephone, and give it away all over the city. And there's one million in Tijuana and Rosarito, another million in San Jose, Cabo San Lucas. Next slide. Oh, Nueva Vida. That book made her cry. <laughs> that's New Life. That's a book that, okay. by the way, and we have, I asked him to bring me a whole bunch back there on the table. So if you know somebody that speaks Spanish and needs to see this, there's the book that they pass out through the prisons. How many do you think, how many prisons, how many do you think you can now? The books? Yeah. How many to the prisons? Uh, we, we give uh, already to the prisons only for the worker. The guy, let's suppose if you and I, we mm -hmm. go to chair. We, I give one book mm -hmm. for you and one book for me. And we have, we put out already like a hundred, uh, no, no, no. One thousand and all over Mexico. But uh, we need more than that. And now, imagine that the, that the guys was telling me, Cuco, we're doing a beautiful work and everything, but now the, the guys, they're listening to you know, our uh, topic. They say, can I have one of those books? So I start making, you know, checking why and why they could have that book. So I brought uh, I have like 60 guys there, and I say, who wants this book? And, and many of those guys, they know the book, and they say, hey. So there were like 14 guys, you know, asking me for the, for the book. So next day, I came and shared my topic. I finished my topic, and one guy said, hey, Pastor Cuco, can I share not the same uh, topic that you share, but a different one that hit my heart? And I said, in five minutes? And he said, yes, in five minutes. Okay. And then another guy, hey, can I share one too? And I said, yeah, five minutes, yeah. So, <laughs> so now, last time that I was here, I said, thousand and I'm free. Okay, senor. <laughs> For one thousand, give it away. That's it. I trained the guys, and I did it. I trained the guys. That's it. But now we're thinking in the first shipment, 20,000, and then 40,000, and then 60,000, because we're going to give to the guys there in the prison, and also the guys there in the rehabilitation center, and also the uh, orphanage areas. They're going to, they that, that's just an orphanage right there in the blue, the blue shell right there. Lower left. Yeah, and the other one is a uh, home. They come to sleep only right there. It looks like a hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I share the word right there. That's where this book born right there in that place. Because I'm supposed to be go there and share the movie Courageous. And I was saying, Lord, only the movie Courageous and that's it. And seven topics and that. I'm done. Okay. He put me there for 15 years. 
and he gave me the <laughs> sorry it's okay we understand I'm supposed to be a macho. <laughs> <laughs> to give me the desire to, to write. I'm not a writer, but now I am. Yep. It's a great book. So I start writing uh, write the book. And I finished the book. And, and I didn't want to, to write the book, but my son said, hey, I said, hey, I want to write something for this rehabilitation center. And he said, how many? Ah, 15, that's it, 15 topics. Oh, no, daddy. No, 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 you need more. So I started uh, putting it all together. And, and the Lord gave me this book, and it's helping a lot of people in the rehabilitation center. And he, because... I cry. I, I explain you why I cry. When I start seeing, you know, the uh, rehabilitation centers and the prison, I was, I used to be an alcohol uh, user and also I used to do a lot of addictions. Mm -hmm. She paid the price for nine years. Mm -hmm. Sorry. We were this uh, dryness in nine years, and now. So many times I hear in my cabeza, in my heart, the cry of the little kids. <laughs> or the cry of the woman, or, his, or the wives, of the parents. And I said, man, this is a nice bed. I am so comfortable in my bed, but I have to get up and go share hope and salvation. And yes, we are in another level now. We have to find people they like to become with us. And well, Pastor Kuko, tell us what's in the envelope. In the envelope, we there's have There's envelopes our, in the back. Tell yeah, us what that's There's for. some envelopes over there. Only br I didn't write too many, okay? Maybe I don't have too much faith. Ah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I brought 30. But if you need more, uh, Pastor Bill it will make more uh, yeah. uh, copies. We'll more copies. But here's uh, our information. If you want to come with us, uh, uh, Bill and uh, Jeff and, and yeah. not, um, what's Rick Sandal. He got all the information every, yeah. sometimes daily. Because w sometimes I cannot hold the whole thing in one month and I forget the whole enchilada. <laughs> so I have to get, uh, you know, uh, I have to get the uh, right away. Like yesterday, I sent all the information mm -hmm. about, you know, the yes. operation like of the Halloween. Yeah, that we're, we're praying already for not 60,000 60, books now, no, 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 only 20, and then we go step by step, okay? So, and then the last thing we want to talk about, yeah. uno momento, is um, tell me about yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Okay. Woo! 
Por, pobrecita. <laughs> she, she just opened her white eyes when I said, we're going to do this. So we were in a meeting two, uh, uh, one month ago in, in pastor meetings. And I said, I better organize operation. Like I need to get some training. And a lot of people asking me, hey, when are you going to have a training? I want to go and I want to take my leaders and everything. And then I said, can I give an, uh, an announce you know, in front of the Pastors Alliance? And I said, write it down. 2nd of September, we're going to have a training. Oh, and Laura was checking me. And we're going to do a breakfast. You better come early. Okay? Put, and Laura. Did you tell Laura first before you went Oh, out? no. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I know I was in <laughs> trouble. Le digo que cuando. And then she said, one week later, I got the menu. <laughs> I got the menu. Barbecue chicken and rice and beans, and you got it. So she makes 60 pounds of chicken. Wow. I helped her, not much, but I helped her, okay? <laughs> because she said, hey, you put me in this, and come and help me up. So we're a team, okay? And uh, I'm sorry, many times I just came came from my heart and she just has to go, okay. <laughs> okay, Cuco. ¿Algo más que quieres decir? No, pues, ¿De eso? De, de ayer, pues, que se vio reflejado el trabajo de nosotros porque tuvimos un lleno, un chavo. Oh, pastor, we have more than 125 people and they were loaded. They were people standing because our church is not as big as, big as they used to be. They came from Mexicali, four hours away, Rosarito. And the biggest churches in town, they were there. The biggest churches, they were there to be training. And it was delightful to see how the Lord brought all those leaders and, and ready to work, ready to not only as a church, you know, and uh, let's forget about the other churches, no. We have to share what the Lord gave us. Yeah, we used to have like 200, 250 churches. Now it's going to grow up at least from now that we start, you know, uh, training more people, more than three to 400 churches open their oh, doors. Amen. And amen. Well, thank you, my brother. Okay, thank you. You know, the amazing part that, of what's going on here, and, and we're going to go into a time of communion, but I want to say thank you to Pastor Kuko. See, I get, I get all kinds of messages from him all the time. So I hear about almost every week about everything he's doing. And my favorite part of this man is how he looks up to heaven and tells God what he's going to do. Because, you know, all of us who have wives understand that when we get told what we have to do, somehow we got to explain it. Because my wife, Kathy, 
She understands Laura very well because my wife has the same look. Yeah, I know. Jin Lee back there, Pastor yeah. Jeff's wife. Yeah, I'm sure that she has the same look. <laughs> they all got the same one. But the amazing part about him is how he listens to the word of the Lord. When God speaks to him, it's not a question of, are you going to do it? He always looks at God and says, okay, who's going to have the money? That's what he wants to know. He wants to know, okay, who's going to do this? And God always tells him, well, you're going to do it. And then he always says, okay, how, God, are you going to do this? Amen. So it's never a time when he says, oh, I can't do that. I'm, I'm not going to do it. He's tried that a couple of times, and that didn't go well. Like when he said, I'll do fifth, seven or eight, and then it became all 15 or 20, and then now it's thousands and thousands. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm going to sell the brochures and the fractals. Oh, I was ready to sell more than 20,000. And the pastor said, I give it to me. I buy it. I buy it. And then the Lord said, uh-uh. You're going to give it away. See? Yeah. Free. And then... <laughs> The Lord supply. Right. The Lord supply. And, and see, that's, his, that's always has been his motto, is how the Lord supplies. Amen. And if you ever want to watch how God works, you just punch up Operation Lutz like that. Um, if you want to know, get, we'll get to this. He'll have, he'll, him and Laura will be in the back. And uh, Rick, where's Rick, son, Bill? I know you're back here somewhere. Where are you, Rick? Oh, okay, Rick. there he is. I want you to be there with them so you can help translate, okay? And in the backside back there. Um, but we're going to share in a time of communion together, and then um, we're going to have some worship music, and then we'll, we'll split up. But I want to just say thank you. God bless you. I'm going to have, before you, uh, before you go, before you go, um, let's, um, we'll do it at the end of the service, okay, Rich? We'll have the elders come up, and we'll do a prayer with my brother and, and Laura, okay, at the end. Okay. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. It's just amazing. Yes, go ahead and say thank you to them again. It, it's phenomenal to me how, how God works. And, you know, there was a time in history when the church was struggling big time. And Jesus came along and he told to them, he said, look, you're going to, he told the disciples, you're going to be unified. You're going to be the ones that are going to be different. In the world, it's who are you work for your best you try to be stabbed in the back you do with everything you can but not so with you you're not going to be like the world and as he sat down he said i'm going to share something with you that's more important than anything else that you have and in jesus's words as he's sharing this he's trying to let them know uh, chris if, could you take some treble out of this and some ring because it's it's kind of getting to me but we're going to see if when we take communion, we want to look inside of us. This time, the Bible says that we should never take this in an unworthy manner. And, and I understand that. And it's not that we are worthy to take it, but it is that Jesus was worthy to give it. Amen? So as we partake in this, we're going to read some scripture together. I want, I, the story that I like best is from when Paul was writing to the Corinthians. And he's giving them the words specifically on the day that he was, he was giving it. And it says this in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. 
also after supper saying this is the cup this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you do in remembrance of me there's only a couple things that jesus dictated that we remember his baptism his death and resurrection and his sacrifice for communion so today as we get ready prepared before we do it what we like to do is we like to take it all together if you're new here today we're welcome you with open arms we're so glad you're here we're going to have you stand up and if you would please you you go to the outside aisles come up receive your your elements and then take them back to the chairs with you and josh going to play a little bit of music so you guys go ahead and stand up and take your places
hard part for us as human beings is to think about the fact that there is a God, an all-powerful God, who would send his son with the all-powerful power and still give his life as a living sacrifice. You see, nobody took Jesus' life. He gave it freely. He gave it as an offering. As he looked down and he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He did this in such a way to tell everybody, every one of us, even in 2023, that his sacrifice is complete. Those final words on the cross, it is finished. It can never be changed. It can never be overturned. It is finished in his sacrifice for us and the forgiveness of all of our sins. All we have to do, as Pastor Kuku so many times has said, is accept Jesus. So remember that on that night, as he's sharing with his disciples, he says, this represents my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat as often as you do. Let us partake. Lord Jesus, how we are so grateful that you would give us your body in such a way. And we don't understand that grace. We don't know that peace. Sometimes we get nervous and we're not sure it's there, but your words on the cross assure us and your words in that upper room <coughs> on Monday, Thursday, tell us that we do this in remembrance of you. And in the same way as Jesus reached down and took the cup, this was the game changer because up to this point the covenant was an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth and you had to sacrifice animals you had to sacrifice things differently but when Jesus came and gave his blood on the cross it was that this was the finish the juice that we drink represents that finish that new covenant which changed mankind for all of history because now under this covenant, we will never again, as long as we are one of God's children in Jesus' family, we will never again experience sin and guilt of that sin. So as Jesus took the cup and he raised it up and says, and as often as you drink this, this is the new covenant in my blood. Take and drink in remembrance of me. Father, we thank you. We are grateful for the forgiveness of sins. Even when we forget to tell you we are grateful, Father, we are. So take this time together, remembering your son as our sacrifice of praise to you. In his holy name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you all for coming. I'm going to have the praise team do a song real quick, and then after the song, we're going to say a prayer with Laura and Pastor Cooper.
Thank you for all he's doing down there. I just pray that that mission heart comes into everyone sitting here. I pray peace on this day. Father, in Jesus' name, bless us all. Amen. Before we, before we all leave, I'm going to ask as many elders that are here. Kuko, Laura, would you please come up here? I'd love for us to finish in a prayer for these two amazing people. We probably need to pray for Laura the most. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Yeah, see? But it's just an amazing thing to watch two people who love the Lord so much. Don't you think so? Amen. Amen. Father God, we just lift up Pastor Kuko. We thank you for his life and how he is so open to hearing your direction, your word, and who you are. Father, we thank you for putting a, a partner, a sharing partner with him who helps him to make sure that everything gets done and organized. I understand how that works. So, Father, I ask 10,000 angels to protect them, their family, watch over them, guide them, direct them. I ask for you, Holy Spirit, to continue to fill them both. And, Father, as they are making such an impact on the country of Mexico for you, God, I ask for your blessings. May the Holy Spirit rest upon that country that those who would do harm find out that God is good and he is all power. And Lord, I pray blessings upon them. May you fill their ministry with what they need. May you fill their hearts with your peace. And Father, at times when they need to rest, help them to rest. Father, we thank you for them. We, play strength, we pray strength upon them in all these things. We pray in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, God bless you all. Have a great week. Good job, amigo. You did good, even if you lost it a little bit. It's okay.